day job. Let's go. Look at me, Damien. The blackest day. Son of a bitch. Hey, as the stinger says, this is Blade Job, episode 41, talking about Santa's sleigh. That's right, right. Eric. My main man, my main man, Eric, episode 41. This is the final episode of the decade. Yeah. Eric, how do you feel about that? I'm into it. I I think we had a strong decade. Uh, I apologize for the last few episodes with the shitty audio quality. We're trying something a little different here for the last episode of the decade, which could be the future of how blade job goes down that's right we are trying things remotely this time which is it's a it's a a change because now i can't see eric's happy face i can't see what he's drinking yeah are you you drinking anything i'm drinking water today so am i dude i'm getting sick i feel like the beer is not going to be good for me to drink some orange juice i show i'm gonna put that on my list for tomorrow i'm gonna go shopping and get some stuff anyway get some orange juice so let us know if that's uh, working or not for you, and I guess you, the listener, not you, Eric, although the same thing stands for you. Yeah. But, Let's uh, just dive right in. Yeah, but like you said, yeah, today we are covering Santa's sleigh. Now, hold on, Eric, how do you, sp- how, how do you spell sleigh? You spell it S-L-A-Y. That's right, baby. Santa's why don't you go ahead and roll that, why don't you go ahead and roll that trailer for a it's, minute? It's coming. Here it is. This holiday season. Lock your doors. Bolt the windows. Grandpa got run over by a reindeer. Everyone stand back. Things are about to get a little messy. And block the chimney. Cause naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa's sleigh. Go ahead, kid. Let's see what Santa got you. I hate children. And that's it. Nice you trailer. Heard it. With I love it. Blade job approved wrestler Bill Goldberg. I, I can I just start off by saying right now, I mean, even though we haven't talked about our initial thoughts or anything, I got to tell you right now, I love the fact that he's the lead and I think he does it really well. He really Honestly, does. if there's like a, if because, all right, you know what? Let's just dive in. What do you think of this movie from, from the beginning here? What do you think about it? Well, I pulled um, the IMDb. I, I think it's fun for what it is. It's like <laughs> if Hallmark made a horror movie for Christmas instead of a dumb, you know, Hallmark Christmas movie. That's yeah, how I that's would describe fair. it. I think I'd say about the same. It does seem extremely low budget. This yeah. movie is written and directed by David Steinman from 2005. Steinman himself uh, seems to have been a assist- an assistant to Brett Ratner, which actually explains a lot because a lot of this movie is pretty crude humor. So, Yeah, and we, we've talked about Ratner on some other episode. I can't remember exactly what or why, but he, I mean... Well, he's that, not exactly a good person. No, he's and not I'll, I'll say it. I don't think he's really a great director either. So, Uh-oh. okay. Fun fact: This movie came out uh, 14 years ago, two days ago. So, December 20th, 2005. Whoa! It actually premiered in Canada in October. I believe it's mainly. I believe it is actually a Canadian film. However, they. If I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, uh, one of the opening celebrity cameos, Chris Kattan, I believe is Canadian. Okay. Nope, he's from Sherman Oaks, California, so (laughs) this is obviously not a very educational podcast today. Well, we'll get into some of the bit characters, because there is definitely a some that are Canadian. I I can confirm. I'll redeem you. I appreciate that, man. Uh, As for me, I mean, I thought this movie was pretty shitty. I just... even aside from like the really bad production quality and the obviously lack of budget, I do will tell you right now though, my two favorite parts of this movie, number one is obviously Bill Goldberg, Santa. I think he has a great presence here. Also an hour and 18 minutes long. God, Mm -hmm. you love to see it. You you love to see it, man. Yeah. I know you love a short movie. I do. I love a long movie. I want to make that clear, but I really love a short movie. Yeah. You love a short movie when it's like, uh, like a bad movie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's can't. bad movies that we watch, and then there's, like, 
bad there's bad good and there's bad bad this is what i would consider a it's blade job approved i guess i mean yeah. it, from it I, I would consider a blade job approved but i don't know man we've seen some bloodier stuff yeah we, we definitely which is funny because this movie really does kind of have it all i mean it's got the blood it's got the gut it's got the nudity it's got the wrestling so i guess technically this is a very blade job approved movie but I don't know. At the same time, my bloodlust is uh, not satiated. not quenched, not quenched, not even yeah. a little bit. No, so, I mean it's definitely more blade job approved through the sense that it features a blade job approved wrestler in Bill Goldberg. <laughs> and we have, have we covered him at all? Yeah, he was. Before? We covered him on a Halloween Havoc episode. Uh, okay. Last. I know year. the name is familiar. That's what I knew. Yeah. Yeah, go listen to Halloween Havoc. I believe it's part two from last year, Halloween. Um, I couldn't tell you the exact episode number, but yeah, it features a Bill Goldberg, uh, Sid Vicious match that's quite disgusting. So, Love it. Uh, the IMDb uh, description is as follows. Santa Claus is actually a demon who lost a bet with an angel, so he becomes the giver of toys and happiness. But when the bet is off, he returns to his evil ways. And that's uh, that does a pretty decent job of explaining it, I guess. Fun fact that the majority of uh, characters in this movie are Jewish, so... Yeah. You know, maybe there's a bit of irony there, I suppose. Especially Bill Goldman... I mean, what Gold- did I say? Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg. Goldman. Jesus well, Steinman Christ. is the director. Thank you. Who I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it explicitly says he's Jewish anywhere, but the whole movie kind of takes on a kind of a, almost like a, a Jewish comedic view of Christmas throughout. Like, even with the opening scene with all the, the rich family who's complaining about what they got for Christmas. It, it feels very much like a kind of like a very tongue in cheek um, look at Christmas. And there's several other p- uh, parts of the movie that refer to more of like the Jewish side of this time of year. So the Hanukkah and stuff like that. So, but I did, I did get confused as to what the hell the point of the opening scene was. I mean, all it is is just a rich family, uh, and then that includes uh, was it Chris Kattan? Chris Kattan, James Caan, Rebecca Gayhart, and Fran Drescher, all in which it. I I always get Fran Drescher and uh, Jennifer Tilly mixed. I don't know; they're the same person in my eyes. So. They they both kind of have that like yes, New Jersey, New York accent, don't they? higher voiced accent yeah. yeah that's what i that's why i was yeah. like oh it's uh jennifer tilly no it's fran dresser whatever yeah anyway but, but they're this they're they have, they're having a nice christmas morning and they're all complaining about the gifts they got because they're rich and snobby yada yada and yeah. then santa shows up and really all he does is just kind of start slaughtering the family one by one which again god bless love that you know that's fantastic i guess i just didn't understand what the whole point was but yeah, for a I movie think like was, this, is it necessary to know? I think it's just to introduce Santa as a uh, benevolent, like, merciful. Actually, I don't think benevolent's the word I'm looking for. No, Men- like merciless. Maybe. That works. Merciless killer. Um, yeah, but um, but that was the kind of the first. I mean, I didn't know this till I looked up at the Wikipedia and kind of looked more into it. But that's one of the first examples of like predominantly Jewish cast members portraying dumb people on christmas so that that's what i was kind of referring to in that there's little i don't want to what say a milestone. Shots, but yeah little things like that what a milestone but um but no i mean it's it pretty much like yeah santa comes out he starts killing this family pretty pretty gruesomely i mean we can get it, we'll it's get pretty gruesome some of the it's kills. good it's um, a highlight of the movie honestly. yeah it, it does start pretty intense um but you know you might be like me you might be like steve and you're thinking, why the hell is Santa killing innocent people on Christmas? That's true. I was thinking of that for pretty much the majority of this movie. Yeah. Do you want me it, to explain why you want to take this one, I, buddy? I, I, I'll explain it. I, I, By all it, means, I, go off, King. It's, uh, it, it pretty much... It, it's, uh, you, you meet the main character, which I think his name was Nick. Um, and he lives with his grandfather. His grandfather's yeah, the, kind of ugh. a... I'll stop you right there. The whole Nick and grandfather dynamic was so boring to me. Yeah. The whole, whenever it was them two, I was like, I don't give a shit. Anyway, continue, continue. It was like a really bad 
Marty McFly doc exactly. dynamic. Yep. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. It's funny. But anyways, his his grandfather has this like almost fear of Christmas and Santa Claus and the kid Nick the whole time he's thinking, Why is grandpa so weird about Christmas and Santa? And then he finds this book, which I believe is called like let me let me pull it up. It was called like the Book of Cla- oh yeah, the Book of Claws. The Book of Claws. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> what is that? A Necronomicon? That's what he said. It literally is like a Necronomicon, and yeah. uh, and this is pretty much what it says in said book. Santa was the result of a virgin birth produced by Satan, just as Jesus was the result of a virgin birth by God. Essentially, meaning that Santa is somewhat of an antichrist. Santa Christmas was the day of slaying for Santa until AD 1005. <laughs> <What> <laughs> year. Until an angel defeated him at a curling match and sentenced him to deliver presents on Christmas for a thousand years. This means that Santa is free to kill again on when, uh, on, on when? the release of this movie, buddy. 2005. Holy so, shit. Yeah. So is he still killing? He, he uh, clearly he was because his curse was broken after a thousand years. Nice. So um, that is why Santa's ki- and, and I mean the curling match, the the whole Santa lore of the devil. Um, I mean I dig that. I dig the lore. I'm not you know, I'm not here to shit on the lore <laughs> of this movie. You know. And and they kind of told it in like an old uh, remember like the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer like stop motion. Oh, it, yeah, they it, had a stop-motion kind of dream sequence. Yeah. That was interesting, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, I thought it was interesting. It was it was poorly done stop-motion, but with the yeah. stop-motion... I've done stop-motion. It sucks, man. It sucks a lot. Not a fan? No, no, I'm not a fan at all. Well, that, that's that's pretty much, you know, how they explain why Santa's killing. Um, and Nick, the main character, realizes this um, at this time. Um, and before we kind of... Uh, go on um through why santa's killing i wanted to kind of jump back in and and talk about some of the side characters um nick nick uh, i believe his girlfriend mary and and the grandfather i don't believe are played by anybody of much significance no Um, i don't think so did you recognize any of them steve no absolutely not i tried i you know as soon as they pop up i'm thinking "Hmm." i'm searching through my you know my mental yeah library i came up with nothing but um, here, this is just some of the other minor characters that uh that kind of popped up through the movie. We already mentioned uh, the Jane's Con uh kind of family Christmas at the beginning, but which also, is funny, just because simply those guys didn't last long. I mean, they got these like no. pretty big actors. I mean, James Con was in freaking Godfather, and yet yeah, uh, they're unceremoniously killed off at the beginning and never to be seen again so yeah for, for other that. fans of christmas movies he's also i believe the father in elf he is with with uh will ferrell he most certainly is pal so you know and i'm sure chris Catan has a shitty christmas movie out somewhere too he has to i feel like he's like the kind of guy to have like a random shitty christmas movie but thinking uh you know talking about more light-hearted kind of fun christmas movies uh Dave Thomas, not not Wendy's founder. Dave Thomas. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> make the same joke. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> but Dave I Thomas. I wish God can you imagine that? I, that. I don't know if he was alive in two thousand five. I think he died like right before. And I'll look that up while you continue this. Okay, D- Dave Thomas. We must um, know. Is uh, uh, pretty much most famous for uh, Strange Brew, and uh, a little short series he had called uh, Great White North with Bob and Doug McKenzie, who uh, the, I believe it's the Bob in this scenario is none other than Rick Moranis. Uh, it's a, wait, really? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a, it's like a late eighties, early nineties kind of comedy duo. Um, Interesting. But no, I, I, they, they released actually like a comedy Christmas album uh, back when you people, back when comedians still did that type of thing, like a Cheech and Chong Christmas album. So, Harold and Kumar. Yeah, exactly. That. So, you know, Dave Thomas, kind of like a, a cult Canadian comedian, I guess you could maybe list him as. Sure. You know? Okay. But no. Yeah. He, also, Dave Thomas died in 2002. Oh, man. Well, 
he, you know what? He was alive to enjoy a lot of uh, comedian Dave Thomas's work then, which is which is nice to know. True, good point. But um, another another fa- and th- th- these next two um, are are I think another reason why this kind of makes this uh, a Blade Job approved movie because it it features some very important wrestling adjacent personalities. Um, and first off, we have Tiny Lister and. Steve, what when you when I when you see Tiny Lister in this movie, what's the first movie you think of that he's in? Uh, I forgot what the hell it was. I forgot the name. Friday. I'm, I'm terrible for you today. Have oh, you seen Friday? Friday? Have right. you not seen I Friday? Think I've, think, I think I've seen the first one oh, a long, man. long, long time ago. <laughs> I believe he's in the second one too, which Next again Friday? is a Christmas movie. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. But wrestling fans may remember him from... Why have a Merry Christmas? Would you could have a No Holds Barred Christmas? Yes. No Holds no Barred, No Holds baby. Barred, which is, is ridiculous uh, that he actually stepped in a ring with Hulk Hogan. And that's the crazy thing about it. I mean, No Holds Barred could potentially be covered on a show in the future as well, just because it's so dumb and... It could okay, it could be a, yeah. it could be next year's holiday movie because it does feature uh, Hulk Hogan, Tiny Lister, and it did actually go into a live event. It wasn't just a movie; they, they did have a live match at one point too. So uh, next, and this is kind of the final last wrestling cameo, we have Vince Russo, who we've briefly touched on in the show. Kind of is maybe one of the worst people in wrestling depending on who you ask people will say he ruined the attitude era or he made the attitude era great kind of could go either way but he briefly pops up in the strip club scene i know steve was in high alert for that i was and do you remember in the strip club scene we'll, we'll get into the deaths coming up here in a minute but do you remember when uh goldberg aka santa uh, pulled the stripper pole off the, pulled it off, and then electrocuted the guy with it. Yeah, because at first he's spinning it around, and then yeah. he kind of like he he gives it to him, and then he kicks it up into the light, which you know electrocutes it, sending him into an electric stupor. Yeah, uh, man, it was that was a great kill because especially the after it's done, you know, electrifying him, he's fried, he's a fried boy. Yeah, not unlike a Wendy's, you know, a Wendy's sandwich or something. So mm-hmm. chicken sandwich, right? To bring yeah. it all together. And that man is Great Vince kill. Russo, who is very much a polarizing, loved or hated character. So, you know, if you hate Vince Russo, you can see him be electrocuted to death in this movie. If that, or if you, you know. love Vince Russo, you can see him get electrocuted, and that that would suck. That, yeah, so yes. there you go. <laughs> if love him or hate him, he gets electrocuted to death. <laughs> Use that as you wish. You know? Yeah. Um, bef- before we get into the kills, though, I did want to kind of jump on the how bad some of the jokes and humor are. And you kind of touched on that briefly too, about possibly having Ratner's little rat fingers all over this. I have no doubt that Brett Ratner wrote these jokes thinking he's the funniest fucking guy dude in the whole world. I mean, it's there. It's just, it's literally like dick jokes throughout. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even sure. I mean, it's not Christmas related to have these jokes, right? I mean, it really is just unsolicited dick jokes the entire time. Yeah, and I was, bush jokes. I want to make that clear. Yeah, no, it was. I, I was watching this with my girlfriend, and we literally looked at each other and thought, like, this is like these jokes are like if Blink One Eighty Two, circa like nineteen ninety nine, wrote a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like. I, I wish I could remember a few. I mean, I guess it's probably a good thing that my head, you know, there, there, the one that sticks out itself. of my head is there's one where there's a. There, there, there's like the head of the the chief of police is named Dick, and then oh, yeah. another, like the commissioner of the police is named Bush, and they're talking about if they like Dick or Bush better, and it's just like, it's bad. It's, it's just bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad that like I, it's it's almost, uh. It's almost like refreshing how like naive and bad and stupid it is. It's like refreshing to think that people thought that 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 was funny and that people are really that dumb. 
I don't know. It made me feel good about myself, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. I just, the movie does not feel like it came out. Was 2005 really that bad of a time for society where these I jokes? Don't know. And, I mean, like, even like the use of the word retarded is used a lot. And even that's like, huh, I thought we would move past that. I, uh, even I don't know. Before 2005, but it, <clears throat> maybe not. In 2005, I would be surprised with that, that type of language being dropped. Mm-hmm. But I mean, well. And it's just, but it's the way that it's done is it's done in such a, a blatant, not even like low effort way. Like it's not like a, I mean, I, I like like a South Park or like a Family Guy where they're trying to be they're they're putting some effort into the jokes. This has pretty much no thought behind it ever. No, it's freaking garbage, man. But um. But I mean, I, I mean, I know some people would find that endearing, and oh, I know yeah. in a certain light, I would hear that and think, "Ah, this is so bad, it's good." But I don't know. I was getting tired of it pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I did. Th- the one line that that kind of got a little chuckle out of me was when the the white trash cop um, is arresting the uh, uh, Nick at the deli, and uh, he's clearly playing an ignorant cop, and he tells the other cop to round up the Amish too, and it's a bunch of. Uh, orthodox jewish guys back there I, I thought that was a little goofy maybe a little nod. Was, yeah i mean it was it's goofy is a good word for a lot of this movie yeah yes. also um i know that we mentioned i mean i must not have looked very hard because the main character nick that actor does a lot of stuff right now he's still working very very well what's he what's he been up to lately tv i mean i mean yeah well it's all tv stuff like i watch big little lies and he's a he's a uh, he's a big character in Big Little Lies. He's an okay. alienist. Big a Love, what? Percy Jack, the alienist. What is Big Little Lies about? <laughs> you know, I don't freaking know. Okay. It's just, it's a, it's not for you. I'll just say that. It's Thanks. not your kind of show. Okay. I appreciate you for letting <laughs> looking, me know that. Cause... I'm looking out for you, man. I'm not going to waste your time. Okay. How about we get some kills? How about that? All right. Yeah. I mean... We kind of have talked about it already a little bit about the opening scene, and uh, James. I, I, I believe like they're they're not all really good kills, but Goldberg pretty much busts down the chimney. Um, immediately, I think he no no he busts through the chimney. Oh, baby. you're right. He gets about probably right above where the fireplace starts, and then just kicks his way through. Is that yeah. safe to say? I prefer that. That's the better way of putting it. Yeah. I like that. He does. Goldberg breaks through a lot of, uh, you know, balsa wood set pieces, and as uh, one does if you're a wrestling guy, like yeah, it makes sense. We'll I get like into it. There's some better. wrestling moves he puts on some people, so we'll get we'll get into it. Of course. But yeah, that opening scene. I mean, the ones that stick with me the most is uh, the um, I I could not tell you which actress is which, although I know they are all relatively famous, but. The one who gets her uh, hair lit on fire. Oh, that was Fran Drescher. That was Fran Drescher. Okay, yeah, she yeah, gets Virginia is the character name. She gets her uh, hair lit on fire with a. Uh, apparently, Santa in this movie too has like. He 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 like blows fireballs several times. Um, I don't know if that's Santa canon, but it, it must be right. I mean, you would think so. Right? I mean, the Santa can blow fireballs at will. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think. Because he doesn't of, do it often, doesn't mean that he can't do yeah. it, right? I'm trying to think of what purpose that would serve when Santa's, you know, acting good. But, I mean, I guess it could light up a cave. If, if you ever tried to like make hot dogs, but you don't have any flames, come on, man, use your head. Yeah, that's true. Use your head. It's all about that's the hot true. dog use. I mean, Santa's magic is kind of uh, vague, so. I, I, I'll let him slide with this little, uh, you know, Santa fireball antics. It, it was fun. But, yeah, he lights uh, Fran Drescher on fire. I think one of the more fun ones, too, is where he stabs James Kahn through the hands with two knives. Mm-hmm. And then he does the old uh, shove the, the turkey leg in his mouth and then slam his head on the table. That was, that was kind of a... It's overkill, but in the best way. And I, yeah. I like—I don't remember who she was. I think it was Rebecca Gayhart's character. But when she just she just simply falls back, but then she lands on like an up, oh, like a yes. piece of wood right through her neck. I thought that was nice. It was, yeah, that's better than just having her just fall backwards. You know, that's that nice. was nice. 
and uh, and then I then I believe there's one final um, rich family member who's running out of the house, and he does the classic pull the star off the tree and throw it like a ninja star, um, hitting right her like back. right in the back. Yeah, yeah that's good. So, Makes sense, right? It, why else yeah. do you have the, the the heart there, the the star there? Yep. And then pretty much from there we head right into the movie, but uh, the next kind of big set of kills comes at the strip club. And uh, this one, these kills, other than the Vince Russo getting electrocuted by the stripper pole, mm-hmm. a lot of these were kind of more or less uh, like, just like, almost like a roadhouse fight, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, not quite as memorable. In fact, I'm having a hard time, go figure, I'm having a hard time remembering a movie, you know, <laughs> scene, but... I mean, I know this scene very well because of all the nudity, but the kills were kind of other. You're right. Other than the uh, the Vince Russo, yeah. Um, I think it was kind of just things through the eyes and nothing yeah, especially inventive or anything. Not particularly bloody. Um, no, just like a lot of brawling kind of stuff. Which I mean, you know, it's kind of fun to see Goldberg fucking people up as Santa, but you know, sure. Like Steve said, it's not the most memorable gory scene, and even the so. The Vince Russo getting electrocuted, as well as um, Fran Drescher getting lit on fire. I mean, this is, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It's kind of a, a CGI effect almost. It is for sure, it, and it doesn't it look is. that great. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't look terrible. It looks better than like you know some other of the movies we've done in the past, but it's yeah. definitely nothing. Uh, there's obviously no budget here, or there's budget but not much. Yeah. So they but, like put Fran Drescher in like a bald cap. And then and you can like, see it. It's good. Yeah, CGI fire yeah. around her head, like Ghost Rider. Side note thing here, though, I really do love uh, Bill Goldberg's like his this co- his Santa Santa costume is amazing. I think he just looks fantastic because it looks yeah. like kind of old school European almost, you know, of a of a kind of a suit that he wears. But his yeah. beard looks amazing. The hair looks amazing. I thought it, that's my favorite part of this movie is like his character and how he looks. Basically. Yeah, I like that too, how they kind of went with more like a Nordic, like Viking exactly. Santa. Almost. Exactly. Like, we'll, we'll get into it too. Oh, well, I guess we can talk about it now because there's a, he, 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 he rides a sleigh, obviously, Santa's sleigh. Of course, yeah, and it's, naturally. it's driven by what is described on the Wikipedia page, because I couldn't figure out what animal it was. I thought it was a buffalo, but Wikipedia calls it a hell deer. Hell deer, I love it. It's it so simple, much, yeah, it's so effective. It pretty much is a buffalo, but... Yeah, it's a buffalo. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it pulls his sleigh. Uh, the sleigh is like, like, like we said, kind of Viking-esque. It's got shields and stuff on the side, and it, it is a, it's a, it's, it's pretty a hard cool punk Santa. rock, pretty, yeah. pretty hardcore. Yeah. I do like how is he has a, in one scene later on, he kind of rains down packages, you know, presents that explode, which mm-hmm. is again, like it's punk rock, hardcore, you know. I agree. I agree. I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of it. But so, um, I, I mean, because you know, we're not exactly touching on the plot, but really, I mean, the plot is just. Like a lot of movies that we touch on, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, yeah, you know, like po- I said in the IMDb, uh, you know, the description for it is just Santa comes back, he's killing people, and he, he has to be stopped. And I mean, yeah. everything else is kind of just a along for the ride for that. The the plot is pretty much Santa hasn't been able to kill anybody for a thousand years, so now he goes on a rampage. Yeah, is that fair to say? <laughs> That's very fair to say. I mean, there's a few of those colorful characters like. Like I have here, uh, Mr. Green, that is Delhi. I mean, that's where Nick uh, works at, you know. And yeah, and he's the... He meets the, it as... Unt- oh, go ahead. Go on. Oh, no, you go on, buddy. That's all you. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he gets... He, he's, he's like one of the, the overt... One of the actual overtly Jewish characters in the movie. And, yeah, because uh, he adorns his deli full of Jewish, you know, paraphernalia. Yeah, bagels and... Uh, there's a menorah in there, which you mean dreidels? You said, did you say bagels? Th- there's bagels too, but I mean, was there okay. was, were there overtly dreidels in the shop? I don't know. I just didn't think of bagels as like a Jewish paraphernalia, so I thought you meant dreidels. No, I'm just saying it had like the Jewish deli. Uh, oh, okay. Type, Fair enough. Type, you know, type stuff in there, but there <laughs> was course. a menorah. That 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 definitely <laughs> proves that he is a Jewish man, and there's several references Confirmed. to to Nick making fun of him about not believing in Santa or some shit. But cuz apparently that's like insanity, you know. Yeah. Also, th- this is a real quick aside w- while we're covering this. 
the, the movie takes place in a place called Hell Township. Yeah, I did see that. Um, did you feel like this was at all, like, in relation to Hell, Michigan? I, of course, thought about that, but <clears throat> as someone who's been there many times, it's about the size of a football field, literally. Okay. So I've there's never no been. way in hell that it's actually, it's it's literally the size of a there's football field. There's no way field, in hell that it's, it's hell? Got, exactly, exactly. I mean, hell, Michigan has like a plate, an ice cream shop called Screamers Ice Cream where everything's all like, you know, spooky. That's kind of fun. And they have like a drugstore and that's about it. So literally. Yeah. I met the mayor a couple times. I mean... Yeah, I, I, the only reason I say that is because uh, Hell, Michigan, is probably one of the only places in America I'm aware of that's called Hell. And Well, um, remember, this is a fictional movie. Buddy, that's true. So you never know. It could be made up. <laughs> but then at the end of the movie, too, there's a song that they play in the credits, which I'm sure you didn't really, you probably didn't watch to the end this far, but... No. Um, they, they play a song called Christmas in Detroit. And yes, I know that Detroit oh. is not close to hell, but I don't know if, you know, Canadians well, that is interesting. know that. So. That is interesting. I mean, Detroit's close to Canada. It's literally a yeah. three-minute drive to Canada, but uh, that's interesting. So uh, I that's, that's that. just me doing some detective work and thinking wow. that maybe this is uh, not really acknowledged, but might be inspired by hell michigan so just take that for maybe what it it's uh it's for it's for people like us who have actually you know who are aware of it maybe mm-hmm. so anyways yeah back to mr green getting killed in the deli um like we said one of the only kind of overtly jewish characters in the movie um before he gets killed so goldberg busts into the deli he keeps saying we're closed we're closed we get one of the only Goldberg spears in the movie, which is Goldberg's finishing move, where he's, okay. he, he dives through the deli counter and spears this man, um, which I thought was kind of fun. With the uh, menorah, right? Yeah. Well, no, he spears him and then stabs him with the menorah. Ah, yes. The spear okay. is like a, it's like a running tackle. Uh, okay. Like, I took uh, it literally like an idiot. Yeah, it's okay. He does, Then he does spear him. Fig, uh uh, literally with a with a menorah. Okay, I'm re- I'm redeemed in the throat. Good. Yeah, you're redeemed. Other than that, I mean, there's just a couple of crowds of people. Like in the end, there's a care this Christmas carolers who yeah. uh, meet untimely demises. Demi- demise, I demise. I don't know. Demises, demise. yeah. But I mean, th- but the caroler kills. I mean, again, you get to kind of see Goldberg's kind of wrestling side, where he you know he's picking them up. He's kind of you know, doing almost wrestling moves to these people. So it's, I don't know. I'm assuming Goldberg did most of his own stunts for this, at least when it comes to combat. Oh, you'd have to, man. I mean, I would think so too. I mean, uh, I'll say this. The movie, I don't, I didn't think the movie's good at all, but there are scenes like that where you just see, you know, Bill Goldberg wrestling carolers on screen. That it is a, a bit of a magic to that. I'll acknowledge that for sure. Yeah. And I mean, in the, in the, the, the last kind of big kill, again, off-camera, but major for the plot line, uh, Goldberg tr- tracks down Nicholas. He tracks down Grandpa, who I believe is only named Grandpa. I don't think they give that I... character an actual name. Nah, probably not. They don't need to. But they track down Grandpa, and Goldberg kills Grandpa. And he does so with the, the hell deer running over Grandpa. And here's a clip of of him doing a, this shitty. Grandpa! Grandpa got run over by a reindeer. Yeah, it's great it's, clip, man. Great it's like clip. the grandpa got ran over by a reindeer. It's 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 horrible. And here's a few more just bad Goldberg lines that he has throughout the movie that are <laughs> just I I don't so know. Bad. So here's a few more, just to show you the kind of comedy we're dealing with. I thought I'd stuff some stockings. Why, I'm just trying to spread a little yuletide fear. I'm Santa Claus, not fucking Dracula! So, yeah, you kind of get the gist of how the script writing went for this. It was very much like, what what kind of Christmas cliches can we just shove down Goldberg's throat for him to say? So... God bless for that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate it too. Like I said, it kind of it didn't make me feel smarter, but it made me feel like you know I'm above this, and I, I'm glad I can recognize it. 
yeah it is nice when you can look at that and think whoa imagine that was like your actual humor yeah exactly because there's a difference between finding that funny and like having that be the joke that you would tell right right exactly so i mean i think the next part that i mean i don't know i kind of got a kick out of this next part which involves a pretty extended length snowmobile chase um yeah it's good man you, you like that it, steve i think it's legitimately a pretty decent chase scene yeah and goldberg is flying up in his sleigh above uh chasing this nick is, this is where he's dropping his pack his care packages yeah you know, he's dropping his presents that are exploding cutting down trees yeah he's throwing bomb presents at um at nicholas and stuff which also that reminds me too of um kind of in a quick montage of of uh between santa reaching nicholas and grandpa um, it, it shows a couple of kids opening presents on Christmas Day, and their heads blow up. It's not really oh, bloody, yeah. but I, I, I it's don't more know. cartoonish. Yeah, yeah. It's literally like Wiley e. Coyote getting like black in the face from a bomb. That's what these yeah. kids look like. Great analogy, actually. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what the point of showing them was, but you know, it's still it, nice it's, to see. I guess you know, it's. I think it's in the same vein of uh, the first kill scene of Santa sure. coming down the chimney. Like just why a are demonstration we of his savagery. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I so, get um, so yeah, the snowmobile chase kind of ends up leading to the square or the center of the town, um, which, uh, you know, where the carolers are actually. That's true. Yes. And, uh, and Santa kind of wreaks more havoc there. Um, and then this is where it kind of lost me was when yeah, Nick I'm with you. and Mary, end up at the school which has a full-size ice rink in it so i thought that was thought that, that was, was kind of cool i thought that was odd for sure i noticed that and i was like is that what other schools can be like if you live in a richer area that's good to know yeah and uh we uh we, we see uh goldberg come out on the ice rink in a zamboni yes very much like stone cold steve austin at joe lewis arena well can i just many say years ago before oh yeah that's a good point i forgot yeah. about that um, beloved memory of the attitude era <laughs> yeah um while they're kind of running through the through the school trying to avoid him it is this is when i realized that this like santa character is not unlike like pennywise from it you know because he can appear mm. uh, at random spots in the you know they're run one direction he shows up in front of them and then they turn around run down the hallway and he's at the end of that hallway instead yeah so that did seem like he's some sort of, you know, Pennywise, like, benevolent force. Or no, malevolent force. That's right. I keep getting that word wrong. Yeah, and, and I think that's very much, a, you know, traditional Santa magic canon. Oh, yeah. You know, I think that is canon. I, I didn't, I, did, I believe that. That's, you know, that's. Yeah, of course. I believe in, you know, if we refer back to, you know, Santa Claus is coming to town, I believe he teleports in that movie as well. I, um. It is interesting that at, what, at no point in this movie did they mention the fact that, like, he knows where you sleep, you know? He knows you when That's you're true. sleeping, he knows when you're awake, but I mean, we should like a missed opportunity. We can state a lot right here. They could have made this movie a lot scarier. Yeah, I guess I'm not really... I mean, is this considered, like, an actual horror movie, or is this more of just, like, a f weird thriller? I don't know. I guess uh, I guess it's obviously a horror movie, but, boy, is it not scary. Wikipedia calls it a Christmas slasher comedy. Uh, well, two of those is right, I guess. I mean, a slasher, I don't know what, uh, you know, what Wikipedia describes as a slasher. I guess it says it's a subgenre of horror. All right, well. Um, in which right, a enough. person is either stalking or murdering multiple people. Usually using happen. bladed tools. Hmm, that's, that's kind of that vague. That also happens. It is, it's vague enough where it fits. It's a, it's a cop out, but fair enough. But, um, but you're right, though. This is an interesting situation. This is where it gets more fantastical, right? I mean, this is more... Oh, definitely. It gets more plot-heavy, because at some point you kind of forget that there's an actual plot here, and it's not just, yeah. you know, Bill Goldman or Goldberg shit. Bill Goldberg, you know, beating people up and killing people. Yeah, and what have we learned from 41 episodes of doing this? Every time you try and shoehorn a plot in to these types of movies, it just Doesn't makes work, it convoluted man. and stupid never works it never has it worked yet for a movie <laughs> no like, so yeah i mean the ending here is essentially i mean uh, i'll i'll do a long story short only because a lot of it's just you know hogwash and nonsense but 
we find out that the grandpa character who we've been, you know, was we've been with almost the entire time who at some point died. We find out that he's some kind of angel who gave up his angelhood to be mortal to marry a woman. Uh, if that if you're thinking that doesn't make any damn sense, well, you're right, it doesn't. But that's how it, it goes. It so. doesn't. I think they so also. He, I think it's implied that he was the angel who originally f- challenged Santa to the curling match. Did Did you get that out of it too? A little bit, yeah. Like I do wonder if there is a um, kind of like a not great kind of makeshift. Uh, What's the word? Reference to, uh, not Persona, shit. What's the movie? Come back to me. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll complete that thought later on. No, much older. Hold on. Oh, I'll okay. uh, continue. I'm not 100% I'm, I'm going to look this up. Don't worry about it. I, I got gotcha. anyways, what, what pretty much happens here is that the grandfather comes back in angel form and challenges Santa to another game of curling in the ice rink, in the high school. And the way it kind of shakes up is that Santa cheats, he throws Grandpa in the hell hole, and I believe, now this is where I'm going to have to have Steve help me out too, because I believe that at this point, like, Santa has just lost his power because it's technically no longer Christmas in the North Pole. Yeah, because uh, Nick gets a clock, and one of those, you know, I guess early 2000s clocks is kind of like a world clock where it's got all the different major, you know, major uh, regions, you should, you know, so to speak. And so he had a lot of, the, like, a motif with this is the idea that, at, you know, what, as soon as uh, the holiday the christmas is over in the north pole then he doesn't have any power which yeah. he of course is he assumes this entire time you don't know if it's actually true or not but he assumes so at exactly. some point at some point uh it becomes you know midnight at you know december 26th at the north pole so he thinks ah he doesn't have any power only for uh santa to say well i mean it's over when i say it's over which yeah. okay sure okay yeah, that's his by movie. the way it was this it was the seventh seal i'm talking about that's a movie oh. from ingmar bergman that's okay. where he plays where the guy plays chess uh, with, with death, death. yeah so i wonder if that's like a really not great allusion to that so. to curling with santa yeah okay. i mean you know you can argue that there's something there i don't think you should because it's pointless but you, one could do that yeah so like we said um it almost seems like this angel playing curling with Santa is pointless because he seemingly loses his power anyways. Yeah. Um, I thought the same thing. I thought, wait, isn't he, didn't he disclaim like it's over when I say it's over? Yeah. Apparently not. It doesn't make much sense. And then pretty much the way it ends is Santa escapes, which we don't really make, I don't really understand it, but he, he kind of disappears. And then I didn't really understand why the, uh, um, the rednecks or the kind of townspeople were out shooting guns and then suddenly the um hell deer hell deer comes flying at them and one of them i believe it's actually mary's father in the story has a bazooka and he blows up the hell deer and 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 that's pretty much the end of the movie now, didn't he say that he got that from his wife for Christmas? He said, yeah. oh, I got this for Christmas. This huge-ass honking, you know, uh, and you know howitzer-sized uh, bazooka. Is, is he, he shoots the hell deer with the bazooka. You see, like, a bunch of prosthetic gore fly at the people, you know? Mm-hmm. And then at the very end of the movie, you see him, Mary's father, loading up his truck, and he has the hell deer strapped to the top like it's a you know, like a regular deer, but he just you're blew right. it up. I didn't, I didn't think about that, but you're exactly right. Now that I remember that, he does have it strapped up there fully intact. I don't so think like they just he, put it back together. Like, you know, maybe like he a just base. blew off the uh, back half and he's going to just mount the head? I guess. I mean, that's I mean, possible, but I think it's more they just forgot. So yeah. I think we do this a lot where we try <laughs> and make bad. sense of these movies. We, we, try, we do a little more work than the, the director sometimes about thinking about uh, continuity. Yeah. They so. could use a good script supervisor for that exact reason. So, I mean, there was one part, too, with the kind of, like, uh, good old boy town people that I thought was interesting. And I, I don't think it was overtly a uh, reference to wrestling, although this movie does have several that we touched on already of the wrestling kind of uh, things. But there's, a, there's, like, a Native American man who's talking through a vocoder, 
Do you remember him, Steve? When he's uh, do. smoking. Yeah. And I just thought yeah, that, was, that was pointless and odd, but all right. Yeah, it was pointless and odd. But again, for me, it kind of made me think of uh, Kane, who uh, oh, used to speak okay. through a vocoder. I'm going to put a clip right here of Kane speaking through a vocoder so you guys can hear it. But I will set myself on fire. It pretty much sounded like that, how the native guy was hmm. talking. So, I don't know. I don't think it had anything to do with, uh, you know, I don't think it was like a reference to Kane, but, you know, I, I went into this movie kind of with the, um, with like an eye to look for little wrestling, maybe Easter eggs throughout. So, I just thought that was I mean, it's, another it's one. just, it's so odd and out of place that it has to be intentional, I think, that, right? That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Like, so, I mean... That's my thought, anyway. And, I mean, and that's really, like, that's pretty much the end of the movie. It ends with, uh, we, we, we kind of see a Goldberg... Well, I mean, it really ends with Mike and... Or, uh, Nick and Mary smooching. Um, you oh, know, yeah. Classic guy gets the girl um, type oh, yeah. ending. What else is new? But it ends kind of after that. It kind of jumps to uh, an airport, and we see uh, Goldberg kind of... Rocking like a biker gimmick? What would you call what he's dressed like at the very end when he's kind of like not Santa anymore? I think it's an early early 2000s biker gimmick for sure. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of goofy. And uh, he, uh, he t- he's taken a flight to the North Pole. He has a big-ass sack of God knows what. You know, to- <laughs> I don't, I don't want to know what's in there. Present bombs. All. Maybe it's the lower half of his hell deer. I don't know. But yeah, it's bad. <coughs> he's going back to the North Pole, um, and that's pretty much where the movie ends. And we kind of get into this blooper reel through the credits. But you know what? It ends with a final little nod to Goldberg's wrestling career, and it is a... Who's next? That's right. Who's next? So that was pretty <laughs> much a nice little bow on the movie, I suppose. But uh, just now that we've kind of covered it, Steve, what's... The, just overall highs lows for it. I know you're I know you weren't the biggest fan of it. I mean, the opening scene is good and I yeah. love uh Bill Goldberg's look and I like it. I think he just has I mean, you know, he just is angry and kills people, so his performance is perfect for me, you know. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, you yeah. know, I, I like his sleigh, I like his hell deer. Everything about him works the best for me, but everything else doesn't. So Let can I ask it's, you something? I mean, it's it's I mean, well, it's 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 not audition bad. That's for no. sure. It's world's better than that. Yeah, we'll say you've heard it here. I mean, Santa's sleigh is better than audition. Sorry. Yeah. You know, not sorry. You can ask me though. Go ahead. You can ask me anything. You know. Okay, that. I, I was gonna say this. Would you rather that instead of having these, you know, shitty <clears throat> Hallmark <clears throat> Lifetime movie Christmas rom coms every year, would you mm-hmm. rather have shitty low budget perhaps sci-fi channel christmas horror movies every year i mean come on you know the answer to that i would much rather have the latter come on you know what am i gonna say i'm just saying i i would i'm so much i would be so into bad horror tv movies revolving around santa claus over you know some party planner uh moving back to her small town only to fall in love with a lumberjack you know I mean, you know me, I'm not a uh, Christmas, I'm not a holiday, what do you call that, tradition guy, I don't do things every year, I don't, yeah. I don't care for that, but if, it, if uh, that would be something that I would do every year, would be to watch the newest, you know, shitty sci-fi horror, you know, body horror uh, Christmas movie. Yeah, I just think it'd be fun, like see what people do with it. <clears throat> you hear uh, that, everybody? Go out there and make it, let's yeah. hear it. Someone, 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 con- or you know, like, I, I would be curious if like Shudder gets it on that business, maybe. Even like Adult Swim would do something like that. Even if it like if it has the illusion of low budget, you know. Yeah. Like so, a too many cooks kind of thing. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I mean, kind of building off of like what I liked about it. I mean, I agree. Very low budget. You take out the the breasts and the uh, swearing. I could see this easily being like a TV movie. It felt very much of that style mm-hmm. of you know just shot you know pretty much for like a 
Like, almost because the time even too allots for a TV time perfectly. So it just felt yeah. Really it much has like a, it has a good. It's got a good Hallmark aesthetic to it for yeah. sure. And I mean, I not would recommend way, it. I should mention that. What's that? Is it not in a good way? You know, no, it's not in a good, not in a good way. I mean, I would I would recommend this movie for. Uh, I would just say like if you're a wrestling fan, if you're an old school wrestling fan, uh, I would say watch this movie for just. It's fun to see Goldberg, you know, slam some people and burn some people. And B, you know, like I said, whether intentional or not, it's there seems to be a lot of nods to big moments in wrestling or wrestling kind of knowledge and, and known things. So, you know, if you're looking for a movie that possibly has some wrestling Easter eggs, you know, it's it's kind of fun in that regard. I mean, that's for like more or less the super wrestling nerds but it's 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 a definitely fun watch i think and like i said i watched a few hallmark movies this christmas and i'm gonna say this is better than all of them i'm so sorry yeah Yeah, i'm so sorry so but um i think that wraps up the final uh blade job of the decade man yeah that's i think that's about it i mean uh give us a review that's the best christmas present we would want right yeah, good lord, that'd be great. Even if it's bad, I don't give a shit. Just any no. of them, honestly. Yeah. Even if you if you hate this new method of us recording separately, um, I guess review it and let us know. Um, but give it a five star. I mean, come on, like yeah, you, know, you can I mean, give it say five stars. It's terrible, but yeah. And then say whatever you want. <laughs> right, and we'll, and we'll just assume that what you meant, but make sure it's a five star though. Yeah. Um, I guess be the default, you know. Check out Concord Dawn. You guys are wrapping that up soon we got I'm one thinking. more episode left uh one episode's going up about a minute after we end this podcast and then the last one's going up next weekend yeah so so uh, yeah so Concord stay tuned Dawn. for that stay tuned for blade job in 2020 uh you know it's we got some we got some good new year's stuff coming you know we're, we might we're probably gonna do some recap episodes best of the decade oh, best yeah. of you know just kind of look at some horror movies and some things like that uh, but then, yeah, we'll get back to business with, uh, you know, how we've been doing it. Wrestling, horror, gore, sweat, you know. Big old sweaty boys. Also, I may do a uh, one or two bonus episodes with a uh, friend of the podcast, co-host of Concord, Dawn, Devin Green, soon. So keep an eye on that. We'll yeah, check that those happens. out. Keep I might do out. an episode looking forward to things uh, next year. Some independent stuff coming out next year that we might want to keep an eye on that no one else will talk about. So. Whoa, okay. I know. Well, I know. We've been talking about it, Steve. I mean, you might have something in the works, too. Kind of a little independent half-hour block in the new year. We will see. We'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. So, all right. Happy New Year, everybody. Have a nice... Well, I guess this would have dropped on Christmas. So, hopefully, you've been listening to this um, around the Christmas you know tr- you know Your holding hands around the christmas tree is that what people do when they listen to podcasts that better be it should yeah. be for this one yeah i hope so yeah but yeah go check out santa's sleigh um if anything you know it's better than what you know your dumb cringy cousin wants to watch so i guarantee it i guarantee it too all right have a nice holiday we'll see you guys love you so much next year goodbye next decade goodbye <laughs>